the most important thing a leader can do is to create a culture where negative information or unpleasant realities are not ignored or pushed aside. Welcome to What's Wrong With Your Business, a podcast where we examine the problems that keep business owners up at night. From long-term strategies to risk management tools, you'll hear a variety of ways to identify what could be going wrong and how to adapt in a rapidly changing market. I'm your host, Grace Laconte. I'm a consultant, futurist, and writer on topics related to healthy feedback loops, workplace equity, and creative communication strategies. This is Episode 7, Honeybee, Scorpion, and Nuclear Employees. Most of us find it really difficult to hear negative feedback, the information that people want to share when they feel frustrated and need to see some change happen, but sometimes they do it in a way that's really destructive. So I decided to explore this question. Why do employees get so angry? Why do some of them try to destroy the company? What's the root cause of this? And I've discovered that there are three different approaches that frustrated employees use when they don't feel heard. They're trying to communicate something that they see as a problem, but if there's no mechanism to make sure that that information is put through the right channels and transformed into action, or if they feel that no one is really listening to the problems that exist in the organization, then they end up taking matters into their own hands. So. I want to explain what I believe happens in organizations where no one seems to be listening and then how you as a leader or a manager or an owner can make a system that interprets this information so that you don't get to a destructive point. The first type of frustrated employee I call the honeybee. So I don't know about you, but I really like nature. I like walking through my garden and I really enjoy watching bees. They're absolutely gorgeous little creatures. If you ever get a chance to see them close up, each of them has a really distinct personality and each one has a very specific job to do when they're collecting pollen from flowers. But honeybees are also, obviously, uh, they're gifted with one way that they can defend themselves. The stinger on their tail is something that they use only when there's an emergency. Otherwise, they're very gentle. They don't want to harm anything because when they use that one way to defend themselves, they will die. It's used as a last resort. So a frustrated employee who is a honeybee is seeing harm and injustice in their organization. They notice things are wrong and they feel that they have to speak up, but they don't want to hurt anyone in the process they would rather have the situation get resolved. But if they aren't heard, they end up risking their job or their status or their position in order for that information to get up the chain of command. So this type of employee is very willing to work with the management team in creating a different outcome, but often they don't know how to make that happen. So if they end up using their stinger, so to speak, they realize that there will be negative results for them, but they're willing to take that risk so that the information is conveyed. The second type of frustrated employee is the scorpion. This is a fairly dangerous creature, much more dangerous than the honeybee, which is pretty predatory. They look for opportunities to create harm. And 
it is possible to control the, the situation and to bring this person back around, but it's much more difficult. So this type of employee has an opinion that has never been heard properly. There is no channel for them to communicate information about what needs to be changed in the organization. They also tend to have a really negative attitude toward the leaders. They tend to put those people down with rumors or they cause dissent among their fellow staff. They may even create rebellion. But what they're really trying to do is create change. They're just coming about it the wrong way. So they're willing to do this at any cost. A Scorpion employee is willing to be fired, be humiliated, even be taken to court because they really feel unheard and they feel that it's justified that their behavior come to this point. So these types of employees are much, much more difficult to deal with because they almost don't really care what will happen to them. But at the root of what they're trying to communicate, there is still a sense that they'd like to see a difference happen. Even if they may not continue to work in the organization, they still want to see change and they do care about the issue that they're bringing up. So to to manage a Scorpion employee, you have to tread pretty lightly because you don't want to push them into the next level, which I'll talk about in a second. But you also don't want to back down because obviously as a leader, you have to listen to feedback, but you really can't allow rebellion, dissent, and rumors to spread. So it takes some careful planning and some careful management of how you communicate with this type of employee, but it is possible to bring them back around if you if you connect with their root need to feel heard and also acknowledge that you have made some terrible mistakes and that the organization needs to hear feedback like what they're trying to convey. An employee who starts out as a honeybee and is willing to take a bit of flack for their interest in trying to make a difference, or who then moves into the scorpion, which is someone who's actively trying to create some change and will do it at any cost, if those two levels aren't acknowledged and properly managed through a process of receiving feedback, they may turn into the third and most destructive type of employee, which is the nuclear blast. So when I was creating these three images, I was thinking of what could be more dangerous than a scorpion? There are lots of different animals, there are lots of different creatures, but honestly, we can kind of manage most of those creatures. You know, what what is the more dangerous type of thing? It could be a black widow spider, poisonous tree frog, but those are still manageable. A nuclear blast, on the other hand, is something that is totally unmanageable. It goes beyond what an organization can withstand, and that is the point. Someone who's unconcerned about causing harm or damage to their company really is willing to risk almost anything to make their voice heard, and they don't really care about the consequence. This type of person wants to punish leaders. They do not care about the results. They really don't want to see the organization improve at this point, and it could be because their resentment has been building for years. This type of person also acts in response to a lack of of feeling respected. Again, it comes back to how they feel heard and whether that sentiment brews up over the course of months or years where they just felt like no changes were happening, even if they cared at one point. And finally, their goal is to just destroy. 
the company. It's to humiliate the owners, to humiliate anyone who stands up for the company. So this type of employee is very difficult to reason with, and typically they end up going into legal avenues or public relations disasters that will take an expert to help you fix. It's important not to misstep when you have a nuclear blast employee because the damage they can do to the reputation of your company or even to you personally or doxing you or other owners could be really dangerous legally. But I mention this because for one thing, nuclear blast employees are happening more frequently. We see them more in the news, partly because it's so much easier to spread information online. But also because I really do think that there's been a shift in how employees are heard. I think one of the biggest problems that business owners will need to face is whether they're listening to the feedback of all of their staff, but especially those that feel emotionally tied to watching the organization succeed. Some people are just more invested in wanting to see change happen. And when you have a mechanism in place to gather that feedback and to visibly show a difference in how you're responding to that feedback, there's a much higher chance that all of your employees are going to feel respected and that their opinions really do matter. But if leaders don't have a mechanism or a method for that feedback to be communicated to them, especially as corporations get larger and the organizational structure gets more and more divided between top leaders and bottom employees, it is nearly impossible for those staff members in the foundational level to have any visible difference when they offer their advice. Speaking from personal experience, I know that employee surveys and even anonymous methods of providing information to top leaders, they can still find out who gave that information. And often there is a sense of betrayal or of mistrust for employees that have a negative point of view or who want to spread dissent or who question the decisions of leaders. In my opinion, questioning leadership is important. It's valid to wonder whether people in charge are doing the right thing, especially if you don't see the right results coming out the other end. It's especially important to listen to the feedback of the four types of foundational staff. So there are top leaders who tend to make the strategic decisions for the organization and look forward to what could be happening and how to adjust. There's the management staff and middle management who are in charge of the day-to-day operations. And then there's foundational staff. So this includes direct customer care or direct patient care. So employees who have relationships with and serve the needs of customers. The housekeeping and sanitation crew who clean, disinfect, and organize and keep things from getting much dirtier and filthier and basically falling apart, which in the healthcare field is absolutely essential. Then we have food service and dietary. So even if your company doesn't serve foods, this would be the individuals who are preparing and serving the needs of others. In a healthcare facility, it would be the food service staff. And finally, maintenance and repair. You have to have people on staff who are keeping conditions safe and fixing anything that breaks. So these types of staff members are often really unappreciated in most organizations. They also usually don't have a whole lot of say in how things change. And in my experience of working with staff in all of these departments in an organization, 
it's very clear that they have very good feedback to give, but most of them don't know how to provide that without being in some way penalized by offering their opinions. It's really important to create a culture that doesn't penalize people for offering what could be a negative point of view or for questioning the decisions that leaders are making in a respectful way. Obviously, you don't want to have someone who comes in guns blazing, trying to destroy what you're doing. But if that person is very solid in the reasoning of why they're trying to stop something bad from happening, then it's really worth listening to why. So if you want to avoid the situation of a Scorpion employee who is trying to create change at any cost and is spreading rumors and problems and rebellion, or you want to create the next worst step, which is the nuclear blast where someone is taking extreme measures to create damage and they do not feel respected no matter what happens and their goal is to destroy your company, in order to avoid these two situations from happening, it's very helpful to create a mechanism that rewards any kind of feedback, even if it feels critical of what you are doing. The number one rule here is to be willing to hear uncomfortable truths about your own organization, things that may not be very pleasant, even if they're true, and to acknowledge that there's value in hearing things that are not pleasant. I call this the devil's advocate perspective. A devil's advocate is somebody who you're asking for an opinion so that you can avoid making bad decisions. It's someone who on purpose looks for things that could go wrong, for things that could be harmful, for ways that someone might take advantage. And welcoming negative perspectives is actually going to make you better at identifying possible risks. It is a risk management technique to invite people to provide possible problems, to share what they see could be happening if things get worse, or even to give you a point of view that may not be very comfortable because it will help you to make decisions that keep the company safe. So to wrap this up, Honeybee employees are offering a perspective of what's going wrong and they're taking a huge risk themselves by trying to get your attention. If you want to increase your risk intelligence and you're willing to hear things that might not be very comfortable, you will definitely see an increase in avoiding potential pitfalls and barriers in your company, as well as seeing new opportunities for growth. By listening to employees like the honeybee, who is trying very hard to offer good advice and ideas for how to minimize damage and to stop harm from happening, you will have information that you can apply to making extremely risk-intelligent decisions that will increase the value of your company and also serve clients or customers better. But if you ignore a honeybee, they could turn into a scorpion and create rebellion, dissent problems that are very hard to manage and that could be very difficult to reverse. If you don't listen to scorpions and respond to the challenges that they are presenting, your company could be at very high risk of a nuclear blast from someone who just wants to destroy and humiliate without any interest in seeing results. So obviously it's much better for an organization 
to listen to the feedback of employees who have good advice and they have a great perspective, but they just may be stating it in a way that's not very easy to hear. In order to capture that information and act on it, it's important that you have a system. I recommend using a five-step system called a healthy feedback loop, which starts with leaders who are open to hearing negative things. I call them empathetic leaders, someone who can step into the role of an employee and truly feel the pain of that employee. The second step is to create a culture that does not punish or retaliate against people that are offering their perspective. The third step is to create mechanisms that are structured so that you can collect the feedback of people without making them feel embarrassed or that they cannot trust what will happen to what they're saying. The fourth is to have an analytic framework, which means that you can analyze this information and you can tell whether it's something that's useful or something that really does not need to be acted upon. And finally, even for feedback that's not going to have any outward action, you still have to follow through in a visible way. You have to acknowledge that the feedback was actually useful even if you're not going to be applying it. That the people who took the time to share their perspective and their experiences had value in creating improvements for your company. The most important thing a leader can do is to create a culture where negative information or unpleasant realities are not ignored or pushed aside. Leaders of truly successful companies really listen to the feedback of people who want to reverse injustice and stop causing harm. By putting these steps in place, you're not only going to be able to gather lots of great information about what could be going wrong before it happens, but you also prove to your employees that you truly care about their perspective and you value what they're doing in the organization. Someone who's in the top leadership position can't possibly know all the things that are going wrong at the bottom. But by creating a system where you're collecting this information and showing that you really appreciate this negative perspective, you will have the ultimate risk management tool. Because by applying the information that you're gathering from all over the organization, all of the possible things that could be going wrong, and your staff's perspective on how to fix it, You can make decisions that will make your company more successful than it has ever been before. Do you have a question or comment about this episode or any of the episodes in this series? I invite you to go to the Anchor app where you can record your voicemail message or visit my website, laconticonsulting.com slash podcast. That's L-A-C-O-N-T-E consulting.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes as we answer the question, what's wrong with your business? Here's to your success.